This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand the ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Linear Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now I'm sitting here, it's late Tuesday afternoon. Crushing a big cup of La Colombe cold brew. Got the Sixers-Jazz game coming up. What's at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Covering it for Liberty Ballers. So SB Nation's Sixers site. If you love the Eagles, you love the Sixers, you love SB Nation, love our work, check out LibertyBallers.com too. But what I'm so excited for right now, Sixers on their four-game losing streak. So not as exciting there. But the Philadelphia Eagles go to Denver to face a 5-4 and four Broncos team and smack the crap out of them. Pulverize them. It was amazing. And I said this to the Detroit game. I was like, this is the most fun Eagles game I've had in forever. And given the opponent they played, given that it was sort of an inflection point in the season where you were kind of looking at that Chargers game and squinting and saying, maybe there's a team here. Maybe there's a playoff team here. They played a really good team. They lost, had a chance to win. The offense looked great on those final two drives. Jalen Hurts looked improved there. Then they go there and have this performance. Jalen Hurts has his best passing performance in 2021. They run all over them. Darius Slay gets his second fumble return touchdown of the year. I've crushed Darius Slay numerous times this past offseason, early in the season for his tweets, his lack of big plays. Big play Slay didn't have a lot of big plays in 2020 and not the start of this year, but since that Detroit game, he's been great. And it wasn't just those two turnovers that led to touchdowns. I thought early in the Denver game, his tackling was great. The way we really haven't seen an Eagles cornerback in some time. I thought Avante Maddox played great and has been playing great lately. And just with all facets of the team, offensive, defensively, and the kicking game with Jake Elliott has looked pretty good lately. They're doing fine. Jake Elliott, I think he has his highest uh, field goal percentage of his career so far. Hasn't missed an extra point yet this season. So knock on wood for that. But again, three phases of the team. Looking pretty good. And I like what we're seeing with the defense. Jonathan Gannon, it seemed like Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about this on the podcast last week, that Bridgewater may have been the type of quarterback that could have dink and dunked this team all over the place. But the Eagles defensive backs and safeties and corners all stepped up, played a really good game. Again, tackled really well. Defensive line didn't have a lot of sacks. I believe they just had one sack from Derek Barnett, uh, who still had, I think, more penalties than sacks in that game. And they were able to put pressure on Bridgewater frequently, put him in bad situations, even if they weren't getting that specific sack. So it worked out there. And offensively, Devontae Smith on his 23rd birthday scores two touchdowns, four catches for 66 yards, two touchdowns, first touchdown. Nice throw by Hertz, even better catch by Devontae Smith. Again, Hertz looked fantastic as a passer in the first half. Gave me those vibes of that Cardinals game he played in 2020 was that Saints game his first start 
and his second start of his career against Arizona in Arizona. And those were the moments where I was really getting into thinking that Hurts could possibly be the guy. Obviously, the start of the 2021 season, it really didn't go off like that. But you saw the way he performed at the end of the game against the Chargers. And you had to like that. Moxie, leadership, and his throws to Devontae Smith were great. And he made a lot of good throws against Denver. And I think that Dallas Goddard play where he got hit with a dirty, dirty cheap shot that knocked him out of the game should have been a penalty. That was college. He would have gotten ejected for targeting. He should get fined. He better get fined this week, Justin Simmons. That was a great throw. His best throw of his season, maybe his best throw of his pro career was the Quez Watkins in the left back corner of the end zone with less than 30 seconds or whatever remaining in the in the first half. Would have been his third touchdown toss of the first half. Goes right through Quez Watkins' hands. Quez, I like you. I like you. That was a regular move, though. That was a regular move. But what's the defining feature of this Eagles offense that has looked remarkably better the last three weeks? than it did for, what, the first seven games of the season is the running game. And I'm definitely someone who's been in the past thinking, I don't want to be a boomer. I don't want to run the ball every play. I don't want to be boring. I don't want to bring Jordan Howard back. He's a retread. What can he be doing? He's bounced around. He had 1.7 yards per carry with Miami last year. What are we doing? What are we doing? And, you know, the organizational philosophy going from Jeffrey Lurie down has always been that the Eagles want to be a pass-heavy, pass-first, second, and third organization. And there is truth to think that the best way to have a consistently great offense, a consistently great team overall in the modern National Football League is to have an elite passing offense. The Eagles simply aren't that right now. They've been a little bit more balanced this past week against Denver. They were throwing a lot in the first half. Hurts only throws three Pass attempts in the second half. I know people were critical of that, but hey, they they were beating the crap out of Denver and they were doing what they are built to do, which is the kind of focus of this whole pocket itself was absolutely shred Denver on the ground. Their offensive line has been playing unbelievably. And then that trio of Hertz, Jordan Howard, and Boston Scott just gashed them time after time in the running game. And I like what I've seen from Hertz. Sirianni. Been critical of him. I think everyone's been critical of him. But you have to say he's starting to play towards his team's strengths. And after being such a pass-heavy attack early and then in the Detroit and Chargers game, not really throwing at all, he throws a bit more, especially in the first half. That's what he throws early in the first half. Eagles get out to a lead. He doesn't really have to throw much in the second half. And that balanced attack is really working for them right now. And that's the blueprint to a successful season right now. And I just love the, the running game. I never thought I'd be this way. And, you know, like I was talking about where I always want to be on the cutting edge, this progressive football fan, this progressive football talking head media member, whatever you want to call me. And now I'm just thinking, I love absolutely watching this team destroy defenders on the ground. I don't play football at a high level. Played high school football, a little bit freshman football. Started left tackle. I loved running the ball, played, and I think uh, I'm a bigger guy. I think the, the guys up front, they love smashing and mashing dudes in the running game. Look at that first down, the famous video that's been circulating and going viral this week of Jordan Howard pulverizing defenders, going for a first down. You see Lane Johnson do that big fist pump because he's loving it. 
Lane Dickerson or Landon Dickerson. I keep saying Lane Dickerson. Landon Dickerson. People are critical of that pick in the second round. Landon Dickerson has been awesome this year. Some a little iffy in the pass blocking still, but in the run game, he's a mauler. And that's what I like about these offensive linemen. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata, who's a you know all shucks guy off the boat from Australia type. Uh, you know, trading places, fish out of water type character in Philadelphia. And that's what makes him such a fan favorite. But at the same time, when he's on that field, don't let that million dollar smile fool you. He can punish teams. He can punish opposing defensive linemen and linebackers. And he has as of late. And I love watching it. I love the Eagles controlling the clock. I think back to Chip Kelly, like time possession doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't always matter, but... It's good to have the ball and the other team not to have the ball. I think that's pretty simple. And it's one of those things where sometimes we get a little too carried away. And, you know, sometimes you have to dumb things down. And at the end of the day, the Eagles have a really talented running quarterback who's very mobile. They have a great offensive line that's absolutely, again, killing defenses, defensive players and defenses in the running game. And Jordan Howard's playing the best football of his career, better than he even did when he was in Chicago fresh from not playing all season. Boston Scott's the perfect compliment to him. Low center of gravity, shifty, and at the same time, can hit it in the middle of the field, can run inside the tackles in between the guard and center, do everything like that. And Jordan Howard in those short yardage, absolutely killing those four, five-yard games he's picking up. In the last three games, the Eagles have 626 rushing yards. Hertz has 186 Bosco has 181, and Jordan Howard leads them all with 211. I've seen some wild stats about how efficient this Eagles offense has been in the aftermath of Sunday's game. I'll read them off to you. We have some from Shiel Kapadia, the athletic zone. Philly guy follows me on Twitter. That's a flex. Last three weeks, the Eagles are first in points per drive with 3.23 points per drive. They're first in touchdowns per drive with 34.6% of the drives ending in a touchdown. They're second in offensive points per game with 28, and they're first in expected points added per drive. Got some from Mike Clay from ESPN. First six games of the season, Eagles are averaging 17.8 rushes per game. In the last four games, so that's going back to that Raiders game where Miles Sanders gets hurt, they have 35.8 rushes per game. Now I have some more, a couple more. From Paul Hembo, again from ESPN, last three weeks, Eagles have a total QBR of 84.6, which is first in the National Football League. I think back to this offseason, and it was one of those troll accounts was following me because I'm still gassing up Jalen Hurts all offseason. And he kept just replying to me screenshots of Jalen Hurts' QBR, which I think was 41 in 2020. And the guy definitely doesn't even know how QBR is calculated, but he's just replying the screenshot of it to me over and over. His avatar on Twitter was Wentz in a Colts jersey. His banner picture on Twitter was uh, Hertz's pro football reference page with the QBR number on there. Buddy, you definitely don't even know what QBR is. And maybe no one listening to this can explain the formula. But right now, last three weeks, Hertz is number one in it. Eagles total QBR, first in the league. They are first in rushing yards per game with 208.7. They have 22 yards 
22 rushes of 10 yards or more. That's first. They're converting 54% of their third downs. That's first in the NFL. And a lot of that is they're getting those third and manageable situations and Hurts is either rolling out right, quick passes, or again, they are pounding them up the gut. And 62% of their drives the last three weeks has ended in a score, whether a touchdown or a field goal. That is also first in the National Football League. Nick Sirianni figuring it out. Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing a lot in that Detroit game, barely at all. Most of this Los Angeles Chargers game, not at all. Late, was making some clutch throws. Comes out early in Denver, throws the ball, looks great, builds a lead, second half, Defense takes over. Running game takes over. That's the Eagles' formula to a successful season. Maybe that's not a formula for the Eagles to be a Super Bowl contender year after year for the next half dozen years. But for this season, in a wide-open NFC playoff race where there's seven teams making the postseason, those last two, there's there's five teams that are going to make the playoffs definitively. You have the Cowboys, the Packers, the Buccaneers. They're all going to win their divisions. And then in the NFC West, you have either the Cardinals or the Rams is going to win the division. Whether one's not. It's going to be a wild card team. Two wild card spots up for grabs. You got us, you got Atlanta, you got Minnesota, you got Carolina, you got New Orleans, who's coming to town on Sunday. Trevor Simeon, welcome to Philadelphia. Hope Josh Sweat gives you a warm welcome. Atlanta, I said, San Francisco. They have the tiebreaker over the Birds, but the Eagles have the tiebreaker currently over both Atlanta and Carolina. And what makes Sunday so important, besides just they need to win football games, and they're going against a team that is currently a playoff squad in New Orleans in the playoff seating and beating them and getting that head-to-head tiebreaker over them and having head-to-head tiebreakers over three teams that are in contention for those two spots is gigantic. You know how they're going to do it? New Orleans defense, very, very good. Great rushing defense. Great defense overall. Lots of talent on that side of the ball. Yes, we're all focusing on the fact that Trevor Simeon's playing, and I'm getting hyped because the Eagles have a chance because who's quarterbacking for them and the belief and trust we have in Jalen Hurts and this rushing attack right now. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy as it has been the last three weeks in terms of running the ball. Definitely not as easy as it was against Detroit and definitely not as easy as it was against Denver. But they're building momentum. It's good that these three games, and again, they didn't win that Chargers game, but they played really well, and that was something to build on. Yeah, no moral victories. It sucked that they lost. I was there, had a good time, had a lot of fun, but it sucked walking out of that stadium with a loss, and it does every single time that I do it. But they're building something. They're building something. In those three games, they got out of the thick of the hard part of the schedule. We're in the back end right now. We're crawling out of the tunnel. Shawshank style. Because we got coming up, Trevor Simeon in New Orleans. You could win that game. You have back-to-back games in the Meadowlands. Giants and Jets by week. You got two games left against Washington. And another Giants game. And you have Dallas in week 18. Who could be resting their starters? The schedule is easier now. They played great teams. They played two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year. They played Chargers and Vegas teams. Who could play the playoffs this year? They played a good San Francisco team, a team that's also going to be in the playoff race. Schedule was hard. Schedule was really, really hard. And yeah, four and six, not great. But in a world where there's seven teams making the playoffs, where there's three wild card teams, unless you're the Lions or even really the maybe Washington and New York, 
New York Giants, you're in the NFC playoff race, and no team is playing offensive football better right now than the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, their opponents have not been great. Denver's defense, they were second in points going into that game. So that's something we talked about on the podcast last week. Defense, we didn't think that was going to be an easy game, did we? People texted me, my friends. I got a bad feeling about this game. They got a bad feeling about this game. I had a good feeling. They beat the crap out of Detroit. They played as well as they possibly could against that Chargers team. They learned from that. They built on the Detroit game. They learned from getting embarrassed in that Vegas game. And Nick Sirianni said, hey, Jalen, we're going to get you to throw a little bit more. We're going to be a little bit more even. We're still going to run the ball all over whoever we're playing. But you still need to make those clutch throws. We're going to feed the ball to Devontae. Because when that happens, good things happen for this team. Yeah, it sucks Dallas Goddard's out. Jack Stoll, crushing players as a blocker. That extra blocker out there, because they have they ran, I think, 11 personnel over 70% of the time. I think Zach Berman of the Athletic tweeted that out. Also, Fleck, Zach follows me on Twitter. And a lot of that obviously was due to Goddard's absence, and I really hope he's okay. I don't, I don't know if he'll play on Sunday. It doesn't seem like it. He got rocked. And, again, it's absolute total BS that that wasn't a flag. That was pure helmet-to-helmet. That's the rule. That's something they should be showing players, rookies in training camp and the rookie symposium saying, you look at this hit, you cannot do this in the NFL. You want to talk about player safety? You cannot do that. That cannot happen. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. Should have been tossed. Toss them. That was targeting all the way. And uh, But yeah, Jack Stahl, when he was in there, in the 11 personnel, undrafted free agent, undrafted rookie free agent, it's been great as a blocker in there. Tyree Jackson, everyone's kind of gassing him up during the training camp. Played a little bit on Sunday. Got his feet wet. Uh, has the tools and traits to be one of those players like a Logan Thomas converted quarterback. And I even think back to not saying the type of player or production, uh, but the way you saw some other tight ends uh, at the turn of the century who were converted power forwards from basketball, played basketball growing up, and then became a tight end. Uh, Tyree Jackson has those traits to me. And if him's getting more involved in the offense, maybe they, I'm not a huge 12 personnel guy. I like the way the Eagles are running so well out of 11 personnel, spread things out, running up the gut with Jordan Howard, uh, Boston Scott, or, or Jalen Hurts on those keepers around the ends. That's all still going to work. But they do have the personnel if they want to. They did uh, against the, and against uh, Chargers and Detroit. They did run a lot of 13 personnel too. And again, that is with Goddard in there. So it's a little bit different, but – uh, whether they're playing 11, 12, or 13, they're going to be able to run on teams. This offensive line is cooking. I love what I'm seeing from Landon Dickerson as a rookie. He's really stepping up. Devontae Smith is going to be a bona fide stud in this league. Perennial Pro Bowl player. Just wait. Just wait. Obviously, Jamar Chase is having an historic, unbelievable season. And it's, he deserves all the credit he's getting. He's unbelievable. He deserves to be the first wide receiver taken in the draft. But if it wasn't for him, Devontae Smith would be the most buzzed wide receiver, buzzed about wide receiver. He's not buzzed. I'm saying not saying it like that. Uh, most buzzed about wide receiver in the National Football League right now. But I love what I'm saying for him. I'm just, I'm just happy, man. It's great when the Eagles win. It's different. Your Monday is different. Your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are different. The way you wake up on Sunday for that next game. It's different because in your head you're thinking, win streak, baby. Here we come. I will be on Sunday. I'm so excited to go to the stadium. They haven't got a win yet at the link. Oh, I'm a big uniform guy. We had the live podcast at Mitchell Ness over the weekend. 
Huge success. Everyone that came out, supported, watched the show on YouTube or listened to the simulcast on the podcast platform of your choice. Thank you so much. It was a great experience. Thank you to people at Mitchell Ness for so graciously hosting Zoe and myself and all of my friends, family, and listeners who came out for the show. It was a great time, great time. But they brought out the white jerseys, black pants. I was in favorite. Switch up the mojo. Weird season. Are they punting? Are they retooling? Are they tanking? Are they just going with the flow? Do something different. Love it. Next week, this Sunday, do something crazy again. Maybe you go to the blackout uniforms, but why not change it up? Wear green jerseys, black pants. Green on green. Black jerseys, green pants. Black jerseys, white pants. Do something we haven't seen in a little because we haven't seen an Eagles offense like this in a long, long time. We haven't seen, like, see those stats that Ruben Frank and NBC Sports bets out? The Eagles haven't run like this in 72 years. Do something different if we're doing something in the game. Just get, just do this energy. We're vibing right now. The vibes are very good right now. We got through the bad part of the schedule. The easy part's coming up. Got Trevor Simeon coming down. Yeah, that New Orleans team. Not great. Sean Payton beat the Eagles a lot in his career, but Jalen Hurts beat the Saints last year. A lot of those players are still on that team right now. Taysom Hill, all those defensive players. Jalen Hurts will be ready to rock. Jalen Hurts hasn't had a win at the link in front of a full crowd yet. The Eagles are winless at home, and it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. They're 0-4. And I haven't seen a win at the link in legit two years. I didn't go to that Cowboys game uh, where they Miles Sanders does that slot at the end. Sometimes I don't, it was I think it was a four o'clock or eight o'clock game. Sometimes it seems like you wouldn't think that for me. Sometimes I don't like going to the four or eight o'clock Cowboys game, specifically the Cowboys, because it kind of just it's almost too rowdy, and I, I just need to be a little bit more professional where I can't just be getting insane in the parking lot and then going in and you know turning into a maniac. So I don't even go to those late Cowboys games. If the Eagles are in it and that's a one o'clock game uh, in week 18, or even if it gets bumped this Sunday night, that's a winner in situation for the birds. I'm going to be there. But, but I didn't, what I'm saying is I haven't seen a win at the link in a long, long time. I always talk about my relationship with my dad as, as it goes to Eagles and everything. This is the first time my dad has a crazy work schedule this year. He hasn't attended an Eagles game since that when Seahawks playoff game in January, 2020. So I'm going to have to go with him, hanging out with all the people I love. It's going to be a fun Sunday, and the birds are going to do it. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win, put it in the win of the BGN poll. And I'm excited for, you know, to see a Devontae Smith touchdown in person for the first time. I want to see a huge Jordan Howard run, huge Boston Scott run, Jalen Hurts running through people for that extra two yards to get that first down and third down. I want to see all of it. And – my head says throw the ball, but my heart says let's pound it up the gut and run over everyone. Dominate them. Make them feel it. Make them feel that loss. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. I'm jacked. I'm gassing myself up. I'm crushing some La Coloma, as I said. I think it's already starting to do its job. But I'm really happy right now watching this team, the vibe with this on Twitter, on BleedingGreenNation.com, the podcast network, everything. Huh? You know, just happy to be an Eagles fan right now and haven't been able to say that a lot over the last two years, but vibes are good right now. Maybe they won't last. That's all I ask. They're, they're going to be in the race. I believe in them on Sunday. And Ted Lasso slapping the believe sign. And they win. They win on Sunday. If they win, not a guarantee at all. Saints are a good team. They have a winning record. Yeah, Trevor Simmons at quarterback, but they have a Hall of Fame coach. Very good defense. 
Nick Sirianni is able to get his first home win of his career. I'm able to see Jalen Hurts get a win for the first time in real life. In, in person, I should say, not in real life. I've seen some games on TV in my life. I'm going to be one cocky SOB next week. And if they run all over them again, if they top 175, 200 rushing yards, Hurts throws the ball 15, 20 times as efficient, getting that seven, eight, nine yards per attempt, we're going to be vibing. Got two games back-to-back in the Middlelands. I'm going to the Jets' Middlelands game. Booked a trip with my family today when I'm recording, the day I'm recording this. And I love the Eagles right now. That's all I want is to have fun watching the Eagles. And that's what I have right now. So couldn't be more grateful for this team we have right now. For all the my critiques of them from Sirianni to critiquing Hurts, every single player, a win like that just does wonders for an Eagles fan. I'm happy we all got to have it. Finish up there. You know what to follow. Me on Twitter and Instagram at Shane Central Clan. So you can follow the BGN Instagram that with myself and our great producer, Ray Shellron, Athlete and Green Insta. Be sure to read bleedinggreennation.com for all your Eagles coverage, news, analysis, everything. And again, I write for LibertyBallers.com, SB Nation's Sixers site. So if you love the Sixers, if you love Philly sports, check out, check out my work on there as well. I'll end it like I always end it. I'm feeling a win. I'm feeling a win on Sunday. But everyone, everyone, keep bleeding green. Yeah.